0: Hey everyone, welcome back to our podcast. We have a real good show lined up for today. We'll be talking about guest etiquette and the do's and don'ts when you get the chance to tag along with someone else. So let's get into that right now.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Illinois Outlaws Outdoor show. I am Garrett, and I am once again joined by my wonderful co-host, Luke. That's me. And, uh well, right now, turkey season's past us. We're looking forward to August. Right now, anyway. Um, with, what, squirrel season starting off?
0: Yep, yeah, we got squirrel. And then, well, I guess they pushed blind draws back to August, too, so that's something else to look forward to in August. Yeah, do you...
1: uh do you have an exact date on that? or No, DNR is dragging their feet. Oh. Typical Illinois. Yeah, it'll be all right. We'll figure something out. Well, really, for us anyway, if they don't have the blind draws, it'll actually kind of work in our favor because uh, then we're going to be able to get that blind again.
0: Uh, allegedly. Hopefully.
1: Yeah. I mean, you never know how that kind of stuff works. Maybe even an online draw. I'm sure a lot of people would be real pissed off if they didn't end up having the draws and then they didn't even have a chance to get a blind in. Yeah, that would be... I feel like there'd be a lot of people upset. Because how many people show up to Rice Lake for that? Oh. I'm, I'm probably going to say over a thousand. You think? There's a lot of people. There are a lot of people. And I know our group wouldn't be mad either if we secured another blind for the year and we know, we already know how it performs, so exactly we just need that uh we just need the right wind, <laughs> yeah, but um
0: yeah, so August we got September, got dove, early goose, teal, and then once that closes out deer, deer,
1: ducks, and geese, yep, and I feel like we'll get out there and hunt October pretty hard because you know, mm-hmm. we got what 26 days and then duck season starts up and that pretty much occupies mm, give or take this past year is on the 26th. but it, the, the end of October though we we have about till the end of October to get some deer meat in the freezer but mm-hmm. hopefully that'll work out yeah
0: both go out to the uh the old property and try to fill the freezer
1: oh absolutely absolutely yeah i've definitely been fortunate you know being a guest and being able to hunt Mm -hmm. all these different places and you know i think it's important to no matter what it is whether you're going out to shoot some squirrels on the weekend whether you want to you know see a sunflower field and you know go ask you know farmer joe if you can go hunt it yeah or duck geese but turkeys I just want to hit on that real quick. Who just plants sunflower fields? That's a great question. Unless I, they're dove hunting, right?
0: Yeah, I've I've never seen just a random sunflower field.
1: Well, maybe maybe it'll happen upon one. Who knows? <laughs> We're
0: just meandering around the countryside. <laughs>
1: just looking for sunflower fields. <laughs> That's our scouting. <laughs> Where are those sunflowers at? Just scanning for sunflowers on the horizon.
0: Or a big one is uh, for doves. Like over by grain, <clears throat> sorry, excuse. Me. Like over by grain storage bins, yeah. where like they're dumping all that corn. Right. That is a great place to shoot dubs. Yeah, but
1: the only problem is it's over by grain storage bins.
0: I mean, there's some that are just randomly out in the country, like by between fields. No, true. Usually farmers don't care too much as long as you don't shoot their
1: bins. Yeah, that's probably a big. Uh, <laughs> we hey, need more corn. <laughs> just so you know, uh, don't blow a hole. In my grain bin, that'd be great.
0: No, it's just number eight. It'll bounce off. (laughs) It'll hit me. Jesus.
1: But I think uh, no matter what you're hunting, um, it's always good to have a level of etiquette and a level of effort on your part. Mm -hmm. Whether you're, you know, you have a buddy who's like, "Hey, come on up to the pit this weekend," or "Hey, I've got an an extra stand. If you want to climb on up there this weekend, we'll we'll hunt some deer." There's there's a certain level of of etiquette that you need to have mm-hmm. whenever you're either a guest or you're hunting on somebody else's land that you've gotten permission on.
0: Yeah, because you always want to carry yourself um, kind of highly just because hold yourself to a higher standard, even though the group you may be hunting with or fishing with or whose proper you're hunting on, they may have their own set of rules, but you want to... Not necessarily act like you're better than them, but like you want to hold yourself to a higher standard because you don't want to be known as the guy who ruins it.
1: Right. You, you want to be the, the go-to guy Mm -hmm. basically. And whether that's like my first turkey hunting experience, I didn't even bring my gun down. I didn't have a tag. I was just there to kind of observe because my first exposure to turkey hunting, is kind of nice, Mm -hmm. but I was out of state. I was on somebody else's property. Luckily, I knew a couple of the people, you being one of them. Mm-hmm. But just going in, um, everyone's got a little bit of nerves when you're hunting with somebody else. Oh yeah, there's there's always that that unknown mm-hmm. because I'm a stranger. You've never met me before. I'm coming in there, you know, with the possibility of using a firearm mm-hmm. close or near to you. And also, multiple people hunting on the same property. I mean, I would feel like shit if I scared birds away from somebody who was chasing them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that would
0: be. And that's that's why it's kind of good to get in with everybody. like Especially like turkey hunting. I know down in Missouri, we chase birds a lot. And it's a private property. There should only be a handful of people hunting. And everybody who's hunting on there we should know right but we just kind of coordinate where everyone's at you don't want to run up on somebody else and you just want to be or if say my cousin's sitting up on a hillside and sees some turkeys running down the bottom and i'm i'm closer than they are just him being on text me like hey they're running down there go go after them or head them off or something like that right and just kind of like Just being nice to people, really. Because if he was up there, saw him run down there, didn't tell me. And because I was, you know, being an asshole about things, I wasn't the guy. I I don't want to say, like, the go-to guy, but, like, just someone who doesn't want to see succeed just because he's an asshole. Right. And everyone's guilty of it. There's that one guy who's just a dick. Yeah. you're like, you know what? Fuck that guy. (laughs) (laughs) But... If told someone else and I ended up seeing them, that that's a bad situation. If you're two spots, two different guns, right. Potentially at each other. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Not only being, you know, accountable for your position, but being able to trust who you're with is, is huge. Mm-hmm. And I think that was kind of hard turkey hunting at first. Cause we got in super late. So my, my introductions to the two people that I didn't know, mm-hmm. Um, very short, very brief, we yeah, had, we had to be up at four o 'clock in the morning, um and it was already pretty late. We probably rolled in what ten eleven yeah, I think it was about ten thirty, something like that, so everyone was kind of already tucked in for the night, but after that first day of hunting, coming back and like having dinner and you know drinking a few beers and just mm-hmm. shooting the shit, I felt like a lot of that nervous nervousness that I felt coming into it just went away, and I feel like. Maybe they had some reservations too. Mm -hmm. Like, they weren't they weren't being mean to me at all. But they were just like, okay, like kind of you're kind of analyzing each other, exactly sizing each other up. There's a little bit of caution that goes into that. Mm -hmm. But after that, and we break the ice. I mean, it was a blast. It was some of the most fun I've ever had. I mean, it's like guys been buddies for years, right? Exactly. Yeah, just like old friends getting together. And another thing is too. Is an overarching theme in guest etiquette whenever you're going hunting is contribute.
0: Mm-hmm. That, whether, that's a big
1: thing. Whether that's helping clearing shooting lanes for deer season, whether that's carrying gear out there, decoys, packing out stuff for turkey season, mm-hmm. helping with the blind build. Yeah. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to help too much this year at the Rice Lake Blind because of work, but. I mean, you were out there Mm -hmm. quite a few times. I was representing the both of us. I appreciate that. I I was the message man. The message
0: man. The king says, keep going.
1: Yeah. Yeah, being king is a weird thing. (laughs) I've never had somebody bow before me before. Try to kiss your pinky ring. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's such an absurd thing.
0: Like, on uh, contributing... Like, when we go down to Missouri to hunt, and we actually, we might try to go down there and deer hunt here soon. Right. The big thing is we stay in a little cabin, middle of nowhere. Everyone's contributing in their own way, bringing food, or if one person has more room than the other, they'll bring a blind or a four-wheeler, power tools, chainsaw. It's just so everything flows nicely. We can have an enjoyable time down there. We can get things done. We don't have to keep running to town to get food. It's just a nice flow of things when everybody's contributing.
1: Yeah. And especially me being the guest, because mm-hmm. usually the guys you go down there with, they've been hunting there for years and yeah. years and years. So when I'm the new guy and I'm just being introduced to these these people, it's nice to for them to see probably me kind of carrying my weight, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And being able to help out in some way, whether that's bringing some lunch meat and bread so we can have sandwiches out there or um, bringing stuff for a dinner one night, offering to cook, offering to do dishes, mm-hmm. just little things like that goes a long, long way.
0: It sh- it shows people you care about things
1: you exactly. care about. You care about being there. Right. Right. And that's super important, especially when you go hunting as a group. Turkey hunting We paired off and we were hunting our own spots. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Yeah. But for waterfowl, um, going out to the pit this year, my brother-in-law and his brother all throw in with a group of guys to lease a pit out over by Canton. And going out there, you definitely don't want to step on any toes because these guys put in a lot of work to make that pit not only comfortable, but effective to hunt. I oh mean, yeah, there's so many decoys out there, and I mean, they put that, in so much work. That spread is massive, right? I mean, this is five, six guys bringing everything that they got to this, pouring a ton of money into it. Yeah, like so much money, so much time, so much effort, and the last thing you want to do is be that guy that they're like, "No, we're not inviting him back out here. He <laughs> yeah. didn't do shit."
0: Or, or you're the bad guy for inviting them out. Exactly for bringing
1: them with you. Yeah, you're also representing the person who invited you.
0: Yeah, that's that's a big thing.
1: Yeah, so you need to carry yourself with not only for yourself but whoever invited you. Cause, because I mean, you're attached to their name. Because yeah, they that's stuck their neck out for you, you yep. and yeah, that's that's a really big thing. Like, I don't,
0: <clears throat> I don't take anybody with me who I don't trust a hundred percent. Like, if I know. They will do the right thing without me being there. If they can't do that, I don't trust them and I won't bring them because I don't want I don't want them attaching that person to me.
1: Right. And even more so, it was kind of funny because having you come out there with me Mm -hmm. to the pit, it's one thing, you know, if Bobby invites me or Billy invites me out there and I come out there and then it's kind of a chain reaction, even more so having somebody who's even more of a stranger to these guys Mm -hmm. come around but it worked out really well. Mm-hmm. I we, mean, we, we offered to if if they were toting out new decoys or if they needed to adjust the spread, we were more than willing to be like, "Hey, I'll hop in the boat with you. We'll go out there. We'll set up the mojos. We'll, yeah. we'll move those goose floaters around for you. No problem."
0: It was kind of nice because we all just kind of we all just kind of gelled immediately.
1: Right, exactly. And it was kind of nice too. We showed up early. Everyone got parked. We had to walk through the field to get to mm-hmm. the to the water, but it was a nice chance to kind of break that nervous, awkward tension that can sometimes happen when you don't know somebody. Yeah. And in about 30 minutes, you're going to be in a confined space with loaded firearms. There's going to be some, some apprehension there Mm -hmm. from,
0: especially with someone you don't know. You don't know their, like how they handle firearms, If they do it safely. If they're reckless with it.
1: Right. Or their integrity as a person, Mm -hmm. like you don't know them and you're about to get in a, a hole in the ground and try and try and kill some birds hopefully
0: that or even like their knowledge level like
1: their ability to call or contribute in the blind or if they're seeing the swans come in thinking it's a the world's (laughs) largest snow goose holy shit look at them look at the neck on that snow goose
0: no don't
1: (laughs) yeah is that a radio collar we got a money band on that swan (laughs) yeah none of that would be good but yeah, no matter what kind of hunting you're doing, always show your, your appreciation and your willingness to, to help out mm-hmm. always
0: because it it just makes you look better as a person and it will definitely help getting invited back out.
1: Yeah. It's, it's solidifying your ability to not only help out to hunt well, be safe and be an enjoyable guest so that next time they go out there or they have a free weekend or an open spot. hmm you might be the first person they call because you made the that, experience. You that made good a, of an impression. A good impression. Exactly.
0: And on the flip side of that is if if you made a good impression with them, but you there's no spots open, they're like, hey, my buddy and his group are going out. I'll I'll hook you up with them because I know you're a good person. You, you help out. You do all the right things. I think they would really like hunting with you. Right. And then you just
1: make more connections. hmm yeah. There's a lot of networking that goes <clears throat> yeah. on with hunting, honestly. And everyone's going to be a little nervous at first. There's always that little, that little awkward tension. Yeah. And especially for me, it's really hard for me to open up and be myself right away, right off the get go. Cause you're a fucking weirdo. I'm pretty reserved. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> I'm pretty reserved for the most part. Um, especially around new people. Like, yeah. I don't say a damn word. I shut up pretty quick.
0: You almost get like I'm kind of the same way. You just get so quiet. They just think
1: like, why is this asshole not talking? Yeah. This weird motherfucker over here, just sitting in the corner,
0: sitting there with the gun in his hand, yeah,
1: staring off at the wall. But once you, like I said, once you're able to break that ice and just talk about anything mm-hmm. and that's a lot easier to do when you're waterfowl hunting, I feel like, and any other type of hunting, you're pretty quiet. So it's you know not that big of a deal. I mean, I guess dove hunting, you kind of talk. And, and squirrel hunting.
0: Yeah. And also fishing. Well, I don't well, know. Some, yeah. some people are weird about that. Like, if you're on their boat fishing, they're either fire. like, talk your ear off or like, don't say a word to me. True. Because I've fished with some people who are like both of those. And it, it sends you very weird mixed signals. You'll right. find that out within like probably the first ten minutes of fishing with them. But... Never have I had anybody like start talking and talking and they're like, all right, shut up.
1: Yeah. That's never, it's either one or the other, not in a fishing sense anyway. Yeah. For birds or any other type of hunting. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think I've ever had anyone who's like, all right, when we fish today, nobody say a fucking word. They can, they can hear us. Yeah. (laughs) Now I get the whole, don't move around in the boat too much. Yeah. I get that. Dropping poles and stuff and making noise through the boat. That makes sense. Mm Mm-hmm. But for you to not talk while you're fishing, Um, I can't remember who who the hell I fish with. But they're like, yeah, they can
0: they can hear your vibrations through the fishing line. I'm like,
1: okay, you fishing with a cup on a string, or <laughs> what the hell's going on? <laughs> hey,
0: you guys!
1: Just give a hello down there. They respond with two tugs on the string. <laughs> you want this white twister tail? I know you do. It's awfully tasty.
0: Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, the etiquette thing that, I mean, that also goes along with fishing too. I mean, I mean, yes, it is important to be safe fishing, but there's not as fishing isn't as dangerous sport as hunting. You're not dealing with loaded weapons. Now catch, catching a hook to a body part on a, on a backswing. Right. But that's just being aware of your surroundings. And if you're not aware of your surroundings, always, how are you still alive?
1: I mean, that's with anything. Yeah. Honestly. But you also have the danger of water. Yeah, drowning. And with same thing with if you're, you know, you get a long boat ride out to the blind. Mm-hmm. I mean, you always have to be aware of that stuff, especially when we're going out there. It's dark still. Mm,
0: or even in inclement weather.
1: Yeah. So also knowing who you're going fishing with and that they have the right equipment. Because mm-hmm. I know you, you're you loaded down with life jackets and that thing. I'm not saying you mandate that they wear it, but just having them on the boat and knowing that everyone who is in that boat. I mean that's knows a law, but well, yeah, but there yeah, there are some people who are like yeah, fucking decoys float. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> and with fishing too, it's one of those things. And I guess maybe with some public waterfowl hunting if someone's been scouting a spot for a long time mm-hmm. or it's their honey hole right like that's their spot
0: fishermen are so like there's this cove you you get blindfolded on the way there you don't look around you look at the water you can't tell anybody else where it is
1: Luke if you ever get blindfolded before you go fishing never go fishing again because you might end up at the bottom of, of evergreen or something I don't want to see you on the news like that's the last time I saw him alive <laughs> who the hell are you going fishing with buddy
0: you're stepping in this trough. It feels like concrete. No, it's a manicure or pedicure.
1: Fifty Shades of Walleye. <laughs> I hate that. They just strap a chartreuse headband on you.
0: Oh, uh, but yeah, it's at the same time. It's it's real weird with fishermen. That it's either like nobody can know where this is, or yeah, I don't give a
1: shit. Right. It's one or the other. I guess
0: if, I mean, hunting private property, like someone takes you hunting, they know you're not going to bring people onto their property. Right. I mean, at least it should be safe to assume that you won't.
1: Yeah. But I feel like every time that I've hunted on private property or gotten permission, that question always comes up and that conversation is always had.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. But like, just to be
1: clear. Yes. And erring on the side of caution and asking those questions. Mm Mm-hmm. Also, a good part of etiquette, don't be afraid to ask questions, because it's better to know than to assume, always.
0: Oh, yeah. Assuming is, well, what do they say? It makes, makes an ass out of you and me. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
1: Yeah. So, asking those questions and knowing how you can help out, mm-hmm. whether it's when you're already out there or beforehand. Mm-hmm. Just prep yourself with those questions get those answers. If
0: I, if I take someone out with me, I would rather have them asking questions like, all right, what do I need to do? What can I do next? And just keep giving me stuff to do rather than
1: someone who does one thing and they're like, all right, I did my thing. I'm done. Well, especially if there's, there's things to do. Mm-hmm. So like when, when we're getting the boat out, what what can I do to, to help get the boat out or what do I need to put in the, get boat? the trailer ready to go? Yeah. Something, anything.
0: There's always stuff to do.
1: Yeah. I mean, once we get out there and get going, you're you're ready to fish or hunt, and mm-hmm. then all the, the bullshit's done with. Mm-hmm. But even prepping
0: for the hunt and fishing, like, you know, get some poles out, I want this one and this one, or, like, start handing me decoys, I'll throw them. Right.
1: So just always, mm-hmm. always being up to help out.
0: But yeah, I'm I'm really excited having have you come along this year for deer season. I'm excited, it, man. Yeah, it's... I'm ready for it.
1: It's it can't come here fast enough. Though I should probably go in and get my uh, fishing and hunting license. Yeah, I probably should do. Expired in March. Better get after that. Damn you, COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, COVID or not, if you try and get a fishing license or hunting license at Walmart, you're going to be waiting at least twelve to seventeen business days. <laughs> There's nobody who knows how to print a fucking license at a. Oh at a God, Walmart. nobody.
0: I went to, I got off work early one night, uh, October 1st, got off at 5 a.m. I'm like, sick, I can go out deer hunting. I'm like, oh, man, I don't have my license or my tags. I would just run to Walmart real fast. So I, I, I'm literally sprinting through Walmart, and I come across a guy. I'm like, hey, I need help buying deer tags. Like, okay, I'll be right there. I'm standing there. Five minutes later, I'm like, where the hell is he? Ten minutes later, he finally shows up. Um, well, the guy who does the tags isn't here. He'll be in at seven. I'm like, oh, I need these like now. Well, I'm not authorized to,
1: I'm like, oh, are you shitting me? I'm pretty sure it's a pretty, I mean, once you get into the system. It's so easy. It's a pretty step-by-step, especially if you already have your license from last year.
0: I did. And there's literally a book
1: with instructions. Yeah. Yeah. I'm convinced they have that button back there. That's like click here for service. I was in the East Peoria Walmart and I was similar situation. I was there at probably four five o'clock. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to get some, some goose hunting in and I needed to, uh, get all my stamps and get everything squared away. And I figured, Oh, well, Walmart's open 24 hours. I'll scoot on over there. I was waiting there for 30 minutes. Oh. And I kept clicking that button. I'm pretty sure it's just a button. There's no wires <laughs> attached to it. There's, I'm just this asshole over here clicking this fucking button. You know what? You don't get some of it real fast. If you try getting a register, yeah, They'll
0: come running.
1: No shit. I was wondering when you were going to show up. Either I'm getting my
0: license or I'm leaving with, with a pocket full of cash.
1: Yeah, but we
0: do not condone stealing. By the way,
1: nice disclaimer. <laughs>
0: I don't want to be like, oh, they told me to do this. Start rattling the register. We are not we're not liable for you doing dumb shit in Walmart. You're definitely not going to make
1: it out into the blind or up in the stand <laughs> if you do that. You're
0: going to be sitting down at county.
1: Well, they told me on this podcast. No. Disclaimer. We do not condone that behavior. <laughs> don't be an idiot.
0: <laughs>
1: I think that's just what
0: every episode is going to boil down to. Just don't be an idiot.
1: Yeah. Yeah, when 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 you take guest etiquette and boil it down to its bones, just don't be an asshole. Some people it's harder than others to yeah. not be an asshole, but try your best.
0: Don't be an asshole and your outdoor experience will be the best. That should be our new slogan. There
1: you go. It's a good tagline right there. Well, what do you say, bud? Say so it's a
0: good good jumping off point?
1: Yeah. All right. It's about time to do some fishing actually.
0: It really is. Um if you have any questions for us, Shoot us a message on Facebook. Slide in our DMs on Instagram.
1: Always appreciate the slide into the
0: DMs. (laughs) Um, Let us know what you want to hear next, how we did. We are on YouTube, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts. And, um, yeah, just tell us how we did. Give us a rating. And uh, we'll see you next time.